Hello, welcome to Film Busters. My name is Paul. My name is Adam. And my name is Ben. Right. What should we talk about this week? I think we should have a special little segment that we've never done on Film Busters before. <laughs> on our second episode. What's that? <laughs> we should have a live viewing of a trailer. Oh, we're going to do a live viewing first. Okay. Yes, we'll just go straight into it. Let's just go right. straight into it. So, um, basically, me and Adam have watched this trailer, but we reckon that you, Ben, will have mm-hmm. more to say about it if you watch it live. Okay, right. So, the trailer in question is the Ocean's 8 trailer, which it I haven't indeed. seen. It is indeed. Um, Do you know much about I've got it? No, I, no, I don't know a lot. I know it's the female version. I know Rihanna's in it, which is annoying. Yes, um, already annoyed. That's that's all I really know. Uh, so watch, so I'm just going to watch the trailer now and uh, th- say what I'm thinking as I watch it, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. All right, clicking play now. Here we go. Let's have a look. He's going Sandra in. Bullock. Exactly like the beginning of Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney at the table. <laughs> She's getting all dressed up, going into a hotel lift, lots of jewellery, lots of women... Rihanna, annoying. Looks like Kim Cattrall. That's not Kim Cattrall. Someone else. Boots are going to walk all over you. Yes, 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 yes. Jewellery. I don't get it. Lots of women typing things. Oh, Rihanna. Hate Rihanna so much. Helena Bonham Carter being British and annoying. I normally like her, but she seems quite annoying. Mm. It's just all women in domestic settings, and they're going to try and show how this film will subvert it by putting them as jewellery heist experts. Sandra Bullock, uh, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, something, something, Sarah Paulson, Aquafina, Helena Bonham Carter, Rihanna. That's just all the names that flashed up. Flash, flash, photography. Yes, people coming out of the back of a van. Up the stairs, jewellery. Lots of jewellery. This is very boring. Sandra, oh, that's Anne Hathaway. Oh, my God. Corden. James <laughs> yes. Corden. What a, yes. What a twat. Why would, how has James Corden got this fucking famous now? And the ending it with Corden and they end it on a gag what's supposed to be a gag I suppose from, from a Corden. horrible fat man that was awful I how think. awful was that you gonna go watch it I won't <laughs> I'm gonna avoid it like the plague it's what vague <laughs> I'm gonna avoid it like the plague oh yes yes yes, yes very contagious yes. highly effective yes exactly um I didn't like it and then I was infuriated as soon as I saw Good. James Corden. Oh, man. Adam? Pretty much exactly the same. It's just like a waste of time and why do it? Oh, something original rather than something that's really been done three times. Mm. Two of them were shit. With the little, the little gag about, oh, is everyone in your family like this? It's like, who cares? <laughs> right, okay, I heard that gag. What is the gag? The gag's obviously what? that she's, um, what's his name's brother? Oh, I didn't get that at all. What she's yeah, George Clooney's sister? Yeah, because her last last name's Ocean, like he his oh, last name. I didn't. Is... I, I didn't really clock that. Yeah, but that's um, you know, you know, the problem is like I'm all for female cast and doing female stories, but what they need to do is do their own female films, create their own characters rather than say, okay, all this is all a, a male film. Like Ghostbusters was fine when they did it with the women, but like do something new because all you're doing is they're saying, oh. Uh, we can do what the men do too. Why don't you just do your own thing? I know. I agree. Totally agree. Do a heist film and don't call it Oceans anything. No, because you're attaching it to a name and people are expecting something. 
highly annoying. And I they, wasn't they're expecting something to be next. rubbish because everyone hates it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Talking of heist films, should we go on to the next trailer? Yes, the next trailer. <laughs> Mum and Dad. <laughs> no! <laughs> Adam was yeah, doing you a lovely level. segue and you jumped to Mum and Dad. <laughs> You're such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? The Mum other and, one. It's called Mum and Dad. I don't know. No, no. No, Jerry Butler in it. Come on, Paul. Adam set you up so nicely for this with a lovely link. <laughs> Talking of heist films. Oh, I didn't hear him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was the perfect link. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What is it called, Yes, though? a beautiful heist film, Mum and Dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves with Gerard Butler. And Pablo Schreiber. Yeah, that's and the 50 one. Cent thrown in there as well. I have you know, it's Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Yes, Curtis 50 Cent. <laughs> in commas. Just, just in case you don't know who Curtis Jackson is. Yes. Like, he wants to be taken as a serious actor, so I will call myself Curtis Jackson, but I will make sure 50 Cent is in the credit just as well, thrown just in, in case there. my fans aren't aware I'm in the film. <laughs> right, so uh, what did you think of it? It's been done a hundred times before and it should be stopped doing them now. I love the look of Gerald Butler. It does look quite good though. It looks quite a bit of fun, but it's been done too many times and I'm really not sure. Of course too well it has, it. of course it has. It looks it's like, like the Triple town Nine. Again. Triple Nine looked good, but at the same time it's been done. Who wants to go see it again? It basically this I said it last time we did a podcast, but this one was like Grand Theft Auto the movie. Because you've got a scene with Gerald <laughs> Butler literally in front of a blackboard going, This is the crew. This is the heist. It's Grand Theft Auto, the fucking movie, man. Is this going to be in every episode? Grand Theft Auto, yeah. the movie. I will Until bring every trailer we ever watch back to Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, the movie will come out. And then I'll say, well, this is like Den, Den of Thieves. At all. It's like Den of Geeks, or Den of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Highly forgettable, though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Forgotten it already. Yeah. I, just, I just love a bit of Gerard Butler. He's all right. The only film that I've ever watched with him in it that was even slightly good was 300. Yeah, I like 300. It's the only good film he's done, isn't it? There was one he kind of did that was all right, Law Abiding Citizen with... Uh, oh, yeah, that was all right. Yeah, was, was it with awesome? Jamie Foxx? It Fox? was all right, and then it got a bit no, silly at the end. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's a little bit apt for this podcast. So this this film was directed by the guy who wrote London Has Fallen and A Man Apart... So him and Gerald Butler have the bromance, so they must continue it and keep going with the shit films. Yeah, and it's his, it's his um, <laughs> first ever film he's directed, the guy doing it. I thought you said that he did London Fallen and... He wrote it. No, he wrote it, he wrote it. Oh, he wrote them? Yeah. Oh, right, I see. And they try and sell it in that way, because they say, oh, well, he wrote this, so he must be able to uh, direct as well, not necessarily. I hate that. Of course, and they throw Gerald Butler, just in case he's the only person he can, like, make a good film for. Yeah, do you know, I, I hate when they do that on posters, like, it says, from from the producer of Fight Club and Seven, well, I could put a tenner into both of those, and that, that's me. Of course, because they put so much into that film, didn't they, that producer? <laughs> I know, I know. Tenner, I'll chuck a tenner. <laughs> I'll chuck a tenner into the next Spielberg film, just so this podcast can say, from the producer of the ne- of the last Spielberg film. Yeah. Ready Player One. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Has Fifty Cent ever been in a good film? Uh, yeah, mm. Rich will die trying. Mm, is it good? 
No. <laughs> I haven't even seen that. I, I think the only film that I've seen him in, and it was only a bit of it, was Righteous Kill. Oh, yes. With De Niro Pacino. Yeah, yeah. And that, that wasn't was no very good either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Power was all right. You should watch Power. Well, the TV, very... TV series. I haven't seen any of that yeah. either, actually. But it's very just simple and quite easy to watch. Yeah. Quite, you, can, you know where it's going from the start of the scene. It's oh, yes. Obvious, but... Not going to watch it. Ixnay. Never. No, never. Anyway, should we do Paul's favourite film? Yeah, on to the next heist film. (laughs) Yeah, this famous heist film. Famous heist film, Mum and Dad, starring Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. Let's hear your opinion. Let's hear your opinion first. You as the massive Nicolas Cage fan. Um, I love Nicolas Cage. Uh, Love him. (laughs) This is directed by the guy who made Gamer and the Crank films. It's obviously going to be a right laugh. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be rubbish. funny. Right? It's going to be a load of rubbish. Yeah, it's, it says they've marked it as a comedy. So Really? Yeah, it's a comedy. Oh, yes. Apparently. But that just Nicolas Cage's terrible accent they put it as a comedy instead? Uh, excuse me, sir. Terrible. <laughs> what was his accent in it? What, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, yeah. What was his accent? I didn't get it. Um, He was supposed to be a very um upper-class British gentleman. Was he meant to be British in that no. trailer? Are you joking? No, he wasn't. I didn't, I didn't even pay oh, attention to what to his accent was. I'm just Googling the tagline they used in that trailer, which was, they brought you into this world, I will take you out, because I'm sure I'm sure that was used in a different film already. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, I think, maybe I'm wrong, this might be the American remake of some really under-the-radar British kind of horror comedy film from 10 years ago called Mum and Dad. Okay. Do you recall? Okay. No, I don't. There was a mum and dad who lived in a house near the airport and their kids, they were sort of torturing. But it was like a black comedy horror. And that's what I thought it was when I first started watching it. But then it was like doing its own thing. I've Googled it. It's not coming up with anything else. Okay. Oh, well. Maybe, but it's Nicolas it Cage, so you'll go and see it, and you'll own it. Of course. No, I haven't seen a Nicolas Cage film in years. Have I? You? I don't think I have. They're all straight to DVD now, aren't they? I've seen them, yeah. Straight to DVD, most of them. The difference is me and Adam see them and walk past them. <laughs> <laughs> you see them and say, Give, take all my fucking money. Yes, take everyone's take money. I give you all other money. Just keep bringing me Nicolas Cage films. Exactly. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. I dressed up as a, as a Nicolas Cage character for your uh, dear girlfriend's 30th birthday. You did indeed. you got to say, that's a beautiful film. The, the, well, Face Off is his finest work. Yes, along with Con Air. Con Air, I knew you would say it. Adam, best Nicolas Cage. Um, what's the one with the baby? I like that one. Raising Arizona. Yeah. Oh, yeah, three three very interesting choices. They're, they're, yes. they're probably his it's top It's amazing three. how he's won an Oscar, though. Nicolas Cage has won an Oscar. It's yes. Just... How? For leaving For Las Vegas. What? Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen. I will have to watch. He plays an alcoholic. That... Must have been a very weak year. Uh, <laughs> is that the Coens? Nah, it's, uh, I don't know who it was. Raising Arizona is the Coens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think now. it's safe to say he won't be winning the Oscar for this film. No, he won't. He takes every film role Mike gets Figgis. now. Mike Figgis. Oh, yeah. who directed, directed um, Leaving Las Vegas. He directed Time Code and uh, Stormy Monday. Stormy Monday. The name does ring a bell. Oh, the guy yeah. directed Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Stormy Monday, 1988, starring Tommy Lee Jones as a crooked American businessman. <laughs> James Who, Cosmo. 
James Cosmo. Well, Game of Thrones. Um, Trainspotting. Oh yeah, he's in Trainspotting as well. Let's list all the James Cosmo films. <laughs> Braveheart. <laughs> Frasier. Braveheart. Oh, Braveheart. <laughs> That'd be a very different thing. And the Oscar goes to <laughs> Frasier for this 20-minute comedy episode. <laughs> Mel Gibson directed an episode of Frasier. Yes. If you move on to today's main event. We shall. Go on, Adam. Introduce Just, it. Um, we watched a film called Bright, which is a Netflix film, which they have put a lot of money into and they're promoting a lot. So we thought we'd give it a go. And, and we did. yeah, that's about it. Um, Paul, do you want to go first? Yes, okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> How polite. I thought this oh. film looked quite interesting. I kept thinking while watching yeah, it never that this is what the film was about. This is a <laughs> film. This is a film set a few centuries after Lord of the Rings. <laughs> where all of the orcs are trying to integrate into to day-to-day society. And Will Smith got kicked out of Men in Black yes. and he's now just a rogue cop. All of the hobbits' feet have shrunk and they have grown <laughs> tall into human beings. And that is the premise of the film. <laughs> and I thought... That's a very good summary. And I thought that it was all right. It was just all right. I, I did enjoy it. I have no opinion on this film. I actually do. I've never watched a film and just been... It was alright, but it was so shit at the same time. I enjoyed it, and I was so bored at the same time. It was just... I don't know what to think of it. It was just a bit of a... It just trundled along and then kind of finished, and I was like, alright. This is a very interesting way of viewing it, because it's true. It keep, keeps your interest all the way through. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going with it. And then by the end, you're like, yeah, well, what, yeah. what was that about? I've really enjoyed it till about three quarters in. Yes. And then as soon... Actually, we aren't going to spoil this yet. No. As soon as it got to a certain point... You might as well just go and spoil it. Lost... It's not worth spoiling it for anyone. It's not worth your time to watch it, to be honest. No. It's true, okay. You as can soon find as... a lot of better films out there to watch. As soon as that uh, young lady, Tika, who they were going around with, as soon as she started speaking, the film went downhill. Well, okay. <laughs> Th- that's interesting. <laughs> but it's... That's true. And, and there's a theme then, because I think as soon as she was introduced into the film, it went downhill, because the first hour was kind of like, almost like a gritty cop drama, despite the fact that you're dealing with elves and pixies and orcs, right? It was like a shit version of Training Day. Yeah. Yeah. And End of Watch. Well, it's the same director, so... Is it? Yeah, the same David director Ayer. as End of Watch? David Ayer, yeah. End of Watch, Suicide Squad, Fury, Sabotage, Street Kings... Oh, Fury was another film which is the same. Yeah. It was just... Uh... Well, I mean, I thought it was good up until the wand... I mean, the, the, when the wand came into play, like it was yeah. kind of interesting, but then once you got into car chases and strip club shootouts and things like that, it was, mm, I liked the cop stuff with him and the, and the orc or whatever the hell he was. Jacoby. Joel, whatever his name is. What's this guy's surname? Joel... Oh, Joel Edgerton. Edgerton, yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. He was he was barely recognisable in that, even though I yeah, knew it was him. I had to Google him to make sure that it was actually that actor, because I was like, no, that can't be him. But yeah, they did him up well in that. Um, but it was fun. The Will Smith, he does the Will Smith thing, right? He's like Tom Hanks. When you go and see a Will Smith movie, or you go and see a Tom Hanks movie, you kind of know exactly what you're going to get from them. It's true. 
And you know Will Smith's going to pop out a few of the wisecracks, and he did it, but one too many time for me, and I don't mind a little bit of swearing, but I've had enough. Cut that shit out. Stop saying, I, I'll put my foot through you, bitch. I will send you back to Bombay, bitch. What are you, Freddy Krueger? Samuel Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Samuel L. Jackson went to the same school, clearly, and they were taught by a teacher with a potty mouth who should have straightened them out. <laughs> And said, you don't have to finish every other sentence with a bitch. <laughs> you can say motherfucker now and then. In the right but place. sprinkle it here and there. Sprinkle it with kindness and happiness. Yeah. I actually don't know what else to say about this film, though. Well, look. Uh, th- th- is that the end of the podcast? We done now? It's the end of the podcast. <laughs> we, we, Bye, just, everyone. We know nothing about it. See you next week. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a bit better than that shit. What did... I think I gave it a 6 out of 10. Or seven, maybe, if I was feeling nice. But that's I would give the generous. first half a seven and the second half a five. Six is too generous for the second half. So six evens it out, then? I'll just yeah, give it a I, seven. Yeah. It was pretty average. So why should... Why, what, okay, so we're all agreeing it's average. What was the, the biggest redeeming feature about it? Mm. It was something different. It was quite a nice idea. Yeah, more probably the idea of the film is the redeeming thing. The thing is, it felt like there was a lot of films mashed into one there. They took mm. a lot of, like, stuff. Well, obviously, it sounds like Men in Black because it's got Will Smith in it, so every film with Will Smith is Men in Black. Yeah. It's got Alien in it, so that's Men in Black. There was a cop with a rookie, Training Day. Training Day, yeah. Orcs, Lord of the Rings. That's about it, really, isn't it? You love my Lord what of the Rings reference, don't you? The Lord of the Rings intro yeah. is very good. I did <laughs> like the humour in it, the little bits of humour. See, I think my Lord of the Rings theory holds up considering we don't actually ever see the Dark Lord. Uh, oh, it yeah, could we be do. Sauron. Yeah, Sauron. <laughs> no, what, what Sauron. we don't see the Dark Lord in Bright, or we don't see the Dark in Lord Bright. in Lord of in Bright, Rings. In Bright, in Bright, Yeah, we do. It's Numi Rapace. No, she's, right? she's a Bright. She's trying, she, to, she's trying to bring oh. back the Dark Lord. I'm just looking through some reviews on Netflix, on IMDb, sorry, about this film. Yeah. There's a lot of people loving it. It's got a lot of nines and tens. And then there's people absolutely hating it. Mm. i got to say, I was going in prepared to hate it. To be fair, if I spent £90 million on a film if I was Netflix, I would be very disappointed if that's what I got. Yeah, I know. But I have not... I am still to see a film produced by Netflix that is that's actual good. cinematic. Like, yeah, a really good film. It kind of feels like, OK, Netflix got a little bit of money, they're going to throw it out of production and call it a film. F- Stop that now. Stick to the TV. TV shows are epic. TV shows on Netflix, they've got it. Yeah, films, even the old back catalogue, they get a few classics in there. Fight Club, Shawshank, some of those things is fine. But overall, their film catalogue is awful. And I don't think they should be making films going forward. They need to cut that out and put it into original Have you seen um, the other Jackie Chan film that they just put on there, The Foreigner? No. They put a Jackie Chan film on there. The trailer of that looked very good. But whether it's actually going to be any good. I've heard that it's pretty average as well. Really? Yeah. yeah it, but see, this is Netflix and film. Average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched one film that was alright, and that was a film about some Irish army guys. I can't remember what it was called. Siege of something or other. I, called what? Google. Siege of, was it? I can't remember what it was called now. But it was actually kind of decent. I know not. Okay, but hang on. But just... just there is something else to talk about with this bright, which is probably the main kind of talking point around it. And I don't know what you guys think, but the portrayal of race in it. Yes. And that 
kind of, for my take on it, is they're showing that normally that story would be white and black Indeed. with the black guy as the, what was he, an orc, an ogre? What was he? An orc. An orc, right. Yeah. So the black guy, so he's representing the, the, a black guy, but the ironic thing is you've got the black guy, Will Smith, in the white man's role. Yeah. So, discuss. Does it really work where it's a black guy who's who's having to have this guy as his partner and he is not happy with it? Because in a normal role, it would be... What they what they trying to say that, oh, everyone's racist? Because if they was flipped round, everyone would be racist. Is that what they're trying to say? Yeah. It was quite interesting, the bit in the locker room. When he says you're judging people by something they did two hundred, they braced did two thousand years ago. Yes, yes, yeah, that was interesting. That was a bit. That was a bit low. I do feel sorry for this guy. He just wanted to do good. I always, I always felt Will Smith was a dick. Yeah, because even at the end when he's saying he wasn't his friend, still, what's going on? Well, Will Smith got a lot to learn about friendship, buddy. That man, (laughs) he stuck by you thick and thin. Also, the thing is, the race thing was a little on the nose, but. It kind of didn't work. I could see that that's clearly what they were going for. They were trying to show, yeah, I think they were trying to show everyone would be racist in different positions and like you'll always look to the outsider as as uh, the, the person who's different as the outsider and you're never going to welcome them into the fold. So in the future, or in a, in a world where humans have got another species coexisting with them, it's them who are the targets of racism. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know, it kind of felt, that whole thing fell a little bit flat. Yeah, they, did fall a little they bit kind of they kind of started out going for that thing, and then it didn't never really paid off. Do you know what was really funny? <laughs> it was funny when I think about it now. When Will Smith gets into the car with him and Jacoby or Jacoby, and he puts on a song on the radio, and it's that really thrash metal. Yeah, yeah. And Will yeah, Smith's a love like, song. Turn that, <laughs> turn that shit off, and he's like, "That's one of the greatest love songs ever written." And Will Smith's like, "Yeah, a love song in prison." <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it at the end, but when he's sitting in the hospital bed and the guys get all excited to tell him the story, they just kind of felt like they were trying to play it some humour and it went wrong. Yes, I thought that is, as well. I was laughing for a while, and uh, then I thought, this joke is going on too yeah, long. Yeah, it went on too long. It went on too long, 100%. 100%. I think so. I do think so. Indeed, I do. Okay, do you know what else I hated? Which they always do in films, which I liked, I'd like to be surprised for once, right? But... But due to storytelling in films, they have to do it. They have to set it up from the beginning. Oh, there's a human, you know. Only one percent of humans are bright. Oh, 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 the only the only main character in the film is a human. Yeah, that was oh, quite. Who's it gonna yeah, be? Happened. It's like, yeah, just don't do it. I know that is true. You know, from the off, it's him. Yeah, it's like there's no other. Who else is gonna do what the the idiot the idiot policeman who who's standing in the locker <laughs> yeah. room with him? They're the other, only other humans in there. Yeah, the random racist uh, white <laughs> station chief woman owner. She's the bright. Yeah, it's she's her. the bright. It's actually about it's her. her. This whole film. Yes, the guy who's not going to sacrifice his life to save it for the others. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But again, same thing as like with Star Wars. You know, when you're watching films like this, that ultimately, the that your hero is not in danger. When is there a film nowadays though where you, the hero isn't in danger? Um, well. Well, not hero, but your main characters who you're watching. But spoiler alert for another film, End of Watch. Yeah. What happens at the end of that? That was very good. I I liked End of Watch. I liked the end of it. The rest of the film was awful. (laughs) I kind of like the style of it. 
I hated Jake Gyllenhaal so much in that, and I like him normally. Yeah. How about Michael Pena? Michael Pena, he was he was fine. Don't he's talk always, to me about Michael always, Pena. He always plays the same character. Doesn't he? I don't know enough about <laughs> Pena. Don't talk to me about that man. <laughs> he just plays one role. He does. And that's it. He does. Just like that, Jay Hernandez, who plays Rodriguez. Don't talk to me about Jay Hernandez. I don't know nothing about that man. Jay Hernandez and Michael Pena can go and make a film by themselves and bring it to me and let's see if I can tell the difference between them. <laughs> well, no. He's trading on a fine line slightly now. racist. From their performance, I mean. Enough, enough of this naughtiness. Now, listen, th- there's another thing. What you, you know that weird song? There was a moment where this really kind of like uh, beautiful song starts playing three quarters of an hour into the film. I did like the soundtrack oh, to yes, the film. It was yes. a very good soundtrack. But it was like, but the lyrics, and it's like, right, focus on the lyrics. They make a point of being like, focus on the what lyrics, because this is important. Was it and the he was singing the about mountain? British. Well, are we talking about the same song? Because all J did a song in there. There's an old J song in there that's very good. A solo male voice singing over like an acoustic type track, but the lyrics was it were... when he's shooting all the other policemen. Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, man. that was that's by all J. It was all J. Okay, that's why I liked it. But why the other lyrics singing about proud to be British? I don't know. Actually, I just liked the song. I actually downloaded it. I'm very good. Is it that? All and J I downloaded song? the song at the beginning by Logic and Rap and Bone Man. That's a very good song. Hmm. I did like the opening credits, actually. It was all right. Very graphic novel, cartoony. Yeah, yeah. They overdid it a bit, I think. If you look at the Netflix logo before the whole thing begins, it flashes yeah. bright before, which I thought, that's interesting. I've never seen Netflix yeah, do yeah, something yeah. like that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it for Stranger Things, though, didn't they? So well, they, they did do. it for Stranger I don't know, turn the N upside down so it still looked like an N. Oh, very good. <laughs> There's one thing we haven't addressed. Go on. And that is someone else from Bloodline being in the film. Someone else from Bloodline in the film? Yeah, I think th- this seems to be a trend as well in every episode. Well, blood- yeah, anyone who was in Bloodline has to be in the film that we watch. Yeah, apparently so. Meg's boyfriend. Meg's boyfriend? Yeah. Was... He was Poison, the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, no way. I didn't realise that. Very good makeup again. Yeah. Wow. Talking about characters from TV shows and other things, I was watching them. Um, Twin Peaks every day, and it clocked to me that um, the main guy in it. What's his name? Oh, you're going to kill Cooper. me now for this. Dale Cooper. 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 Naughty boy. He is in. He's in. Um, How I Met Your Mother as the captain. Is he? I uh, yeah. haven't seen that episode. He's in quite a few of them. He comes in every few. But I was thinking, what a way to go down in your career. Well, don't worry. He comes right back up again when when you finish season two of Twin Peaks and you get to the return. This is a sidebar, but you get to the return. I've only got two episodes left. Ever done. Have you? Best two. Go. Do them. Do them. And get the return. Now, just stop the podcast. Or just just drop out the podcast. Stop the podcast. Stop talking. Me and Paul finish this off. You go and fucking watch Twin Peaks. Final (laughs) two episodes of season two. Immediately. And then I've got to watch the film, though. Behave yourself. You'll watch the film. You'll do it. You'll love it. And you'll go and watch the return immediately afterwards. Have you designed your Twin Peaks tattoo yet? Stop it. Maybe. It's formulating (laughs) in my head. Mm, should we, should, this leads us on to our next section. Should we talk about stuff we also watched during the week? Yes, why yeah, not? Since I think we've finished podcast, with that now, haven't we? As soon as we're already doing it. anything else. Yeah, it's kind of led nicely into it. I think we're done with Bright. I think we're done with Bright, yeah. Yeah, it's done. Never going to see it again. Never, never, never. I might watch it again one day. Who knows? I'll, I'll never watch it. <laughs> You're going to get it on a book, Paul. Nah, not on Steelbook. 
It's not that good. Do they even um, release steelbooks for Netflix? I don't know. Films? I was thinking that. Do they even release Netflix films? I don't see they why release, they would. They release TV shows. Mm. You can buy yeah. the TV shows, but not. Mm. Anyway, what has other people watched then? I have not watched too much because of Christmas shenanigans, of course. But I watched Lion for the first time uh, on Boxing oh, yeah. Day evening. What, and what do you think? Um, well, I liked it. It, I mean, it it was a, a very long story to tell a very simple story, I thought. Uh, it just went on for ages. But it was nice. <laughs> it was nice. It's like, you could have done this in 15 minutes. But it was nice enough. It was fine. <laughs> 15 minutes. Um, you, you could have done it in 15 minutes. 15 you minutes. Oscar winning material. <laughs> he was very good, of course. I like him. Um, Dev. And what else I watched? Are we going to talk about shows or are we just talking about movies? Shows. Everything. Shows. Go for it. Well, my movie watching before... Uh, Christmas was what did what was the last Christmas because I was trying to do a Christmas movie before Christmas started and Elf no I've never seen Elf actually oh Oh, I watched one of the worst Christmas films ever before it I watched Deck the Halls I only watched it because it had Danny DeVito in it yeah I watched Deck the Halls a couple weeks ago it is so bad but Danny DeVito is brilliant in it because he reminds me of Frank the whole time I know I it's like, Frank yes. the early years it is like uh, yeah it is like Frank before that's what that's what the side story was before it should actually be a spin off from Always yeah. Sunny like he leaves that <laughs> wife and he ends up with Charlie in his bed <laughs> yeah, I was Matthew Bodrick hasn't aid well no not at all he's, he's always Ferris just let him always be Ferris and Simba who? oh Simba <laughs> Simba <laughs> it's true, we forget that he is Simba. Oh, beautiful Simba. Yeah, I know, it's like... And James L. Jones is... What's his name? Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm terrible with names today. I keep forgetting everyone's names. James L. Jones? Who's the, ba- who's the bad line in The Lion King? Oh, Jeremy oh, Irons. Uh, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> that's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> Jinxie poo. Well, that's, that's all I really watched over Christmas anyway, because the rest was other shenanigans. There was a Christmas movie that I watched before, but it obviously wasn't that memorable, because I can't remember what it was. What were you watching, Paul? Uh, I watched Dunkirk for the first time. Oh yes, and yes, and I were I came out of the film. Have you seen it, Ben? Uh, I I have I have I have not. Well, I won't ruin anything anyway, because. But um, well, I, I I tend to know how the story ends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even funny. True story. Yeah. Um, uh, I came out feeling okay. I wasn't blown away. I just thought. I didn't get real a real connection to the film. I mean, I I appreciate this it's a, a true story, but um, yeah. I don't know. That's it. Just didn't play well with me. I mean, it was okay, but that's it. See, I watched it for the second time as well recently, and I liked it just as much again. But I do feel like you need to watch it in a cinema to truly un- appreciate everything. Yeah, maybe because it is a very epic mm. film. It's an epic scale of film. Maybe I can I can believe that, but I think I think you need to also you, a good film, a good st- story works well on both settings. Not on a tiny little phone, but you should be able to watch it on a decent sized TV at home. You and could, still yeah, that's good. Um, I feel like yeah, to appreciate everything about the film. Do you know where it was? It was the they didn't really develop any characters in it, and I think because it was set over like a day. I know, but it's. Yeah, but you can develop a character. That's twenty-four hours. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was just it was just a whole film of being in different situations, and there was no. It wasn't anything to do with the characters. It was just oh, these characters in this situation now. Oh, these characters in this situation now. 
Is this a case of like really? It's because Christopher Nolan is doing it that it's getting so much love and praise. If it had been another director who came along to try and do Dunkirk, it wouldn't be anywhere near as revered. I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be slated as a film because it is a very very good film. But yeah, a hundred percent appreciate it's a good film. It, you're not going to rewatch it like you rewatch Inception and Dark no. Night. Oh, I've rewatched it not. twice no. now. So Adam's mm. Adam feels very different. Adam, when he watches Dunkirk, he gets a poppy, puts a poppy on. Makes a cup of tea. <laughs> Marmite I sandwiches. I did watch it with a cup of tea. <laughs> I bet you did. Flat cap. He salutes when <laughs> yeah, it begins. Yeah, spam. <laughs> Two minute silence at the end. Respect the British. As those fire planes are flying over, he puts his, his helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> Saluted him as well. Oh, and he oh. sings God Save the Queen at the end over the end credits. You little Brit. But then, it, but it's one of those things as well. Is Just because it's a true story, does that mean I have to like the film? No. Exactly. So, so th- that's how I felt with with Lion. Same sort of thing. Yeah, I can appreciate the story. I watched. Well, there's two, but probably I talked to you about film wise. One of them I watched for the first time that I probably should have watched, and everyone's probably watched. But The Mask. I've never seen it. Amazing. Watched that. For You've first, never seen The Mask first. before. Wow. No, I've always had it, but I've never actually watched it. It's like oh, I'll watch it one day. I was wrapping Christmas presents and I watched The Mask. Young Very Adam, were you even born when that film he came was, out? No, I wasn't. It came oh, out the month Jesus. before I was born. I was eight. Yeah, I know, because you're old. Did it come out? 94? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was four years old. Like, October, I think. Four, eight, zero. <laughs> it's always one of those films I've had and I've always meant to get round to, but I, like, I loved it and I very much enjoyed it. I thought the dog was amazing. Yes, yes, yes. And another film I watched was a, re- a film I rewatched, and it was in Bruges, and I loved that film. Oh, very good. What a great what film. What a lovely. Great film. What a lovely one. Just oh, actually, and I watched something uh, yesterday while I was cleaning up the living room. Hook. Oh, what a great film. Yes. What did you watch, sorry? Hook. Oh. Mm-hmm. But now, it's a very good film, very enjoyable. I would never put you down to watch that type of film. Well, it, it's Jenny's favourite film. as Well, well one of her favourite films, so I, I watched it. I wouldn't have normally watched it too much before, but we stuck it on. But you know Spielberg hates it. Really? Yeah, and it's like, well, what do you do about a film that like a director makes it and is like, well, I hate it, it's rubbish. He really doesn't like it. Hmm. I know. I found out a fact about David Lynch that he doesn't put chapters in any of his DVD releases. Correct, yeah. You have to watch because it all the way through. it feels like you have to watch, yeah, you can't stop it and come back to it. Is that you have true? to watch it all the way through like a vinyl. Is that actually true it. in every single film? Uh, well, I don't in, his, in his, yes. I don't believe it. I feel like they might have been remastered and remade over the years, but you probably can get copies with chapters in it, but I think it's the ones that he... Just his own saw, films, the one his, that home his own collection. Of. His yes, home it's collection. his film, it's his vision. <laughs> I got for Christmas, I got a documentary, David Lynch and Art Life, which will be interesting to one person and one person only, and that's me. But I've already seen it, VFI. I'm going to watch it again. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I'd like to see a good documentary about David Lynch. <laughs> Did you watch um, Supersonic the other day? Because that is a great documentary as well. I haven't watched it. I do want to. It was on, probably on BBC iPlayer now, but yeah, it's a very good documentary. Is it on? Oh yeah, because it was on BBC Two. Yeah, it will be on iPlayer now. On BBC there you go. Two. That's our tip for the week, podcasters. Watch Supersonic on the iPlayer. That'll make you feel very happy about music. Yeah, you'll be almost as happy as Adam sounds. Yes, he's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so happy right. to be here. So happy. Should we finish off our podcast with a nice little story from Ben about a cat? Yes, you can tell everybody in the world about the stories. Of cats. <laughs> a nice way to end it. Well, I have a little cat story. On Boxing Day, I was in Norwich, and we got in the car, 
and we drove for an hour in an Audi, I'll have you know, for an hour to the <laughs> coast. And when a whole we pulled hour. up, a whole hour. When we pulled up, you could hear this meowing really Not two hours, an hour. Listen to what I'm fucking telling you. And we pulled up in the car park, <laughs> and you could hear meowing, meow, meow, meowing, really like crazy, crazy, crazy. Like hyper, hyper. Crazy, I thought it was a, crazy, like a bird, crazy. really bird. And then we were looking around for this thing. What, what is it? It's clearly a cat. Clearly a cat. And it sounded really distressed. And the closer we got to the car, the more we realised, fuck, this thing is in the car somehow. And looked underneath it, couldn't see anything. And then we realised it was under the bonnet. And just before this bonnet got popped, I was so prepared to see something horrible because I thought, like, this cat is going to be chewed up in the engine. And we popped the hood and this black fluffy kitten just sprang out on top of the engine sat there Jenny grabbed it straight away cuddled it and took it in the car and three days later we've adopted it we brought it back to London and it's our little cat that's a beautiful story isn't it just what? it's a Christmas miracle what a wonderful Christmas story and what are you naming this cat well there's a few there's a few names I'm not going to say I'm not going to say but there's a few movie names in the mix so next time I'll say what we named the cat, but there's a few movie names in the mix. I think you should go with Maximus. You'd like it to be called Maximus. Our survey it's says. A good name. <laughs> Ding. Oh, you do know the noise to make. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I've watched it in with Sonny. Oh God, that's your frame of reference, yes. my boy. When I was five years old, I, I was watching that growing up, and you. Yeah, I met the guy who used to present it. I can't remember what his name is now as well. Cause I've forgotten everybody's name today, but yeah. He he came to a, a, a village, turned on the Christmas lights. Well, that's Dennis. Yeah. Did oh, you really? That's, that's Dennis. actually an interesting yeah. story. Have you got an interesting <laughs> Les Dennis story, Paul? Um, my my family did the flowers for his wedding. Look at this. <laughs> Have you got one now, Ben? Though, apart from you used to watch him on TV. Um, I had an uncle once who was called Dennis. <laughs> And he was a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of that is true. <laughs> I have no Les Dennis. I'm sorry. There's no Les Dennis interesting story for you. That's unfortunate. You had your cat story. That counts. That, ca- yeah. that evens it out. Well, quite. Yeah. And as soon as this podcast is finished, I've got to go back to making this whole flat ridiculously sugar-coated so that this kitten doesn't hurt itself. Oh, poor baby. Oh. Just lock him in the toilet. It'll be fine. He's already been in the toilet for the last 24 hours. <laughs> oh, that's Can you joke. just shut him in the bath? Or something? I'll shut you in the bath. Oh, mate, it's better than being locked in a bonnet. Right. I know. Anyway, I'm going to go get locked in Ben's bath. That's not for I can't refuse. Exactly. <laughs> Would you like to get locked in the bath with me? Yeah. Let's all get locked in the bath together. Beautiful. We'll make our no- next podcast from the bath. Oh, yes. Yes. It'll be very echoey, but... We'll call it Tub Tales. T-U-B Tales. <laughs> We can do a Pirates of the Caribbean special. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should. Paul can do his impression. <laughs> I'm not going to do my impression now. I wish you would. Oh. <laughs> Say that line about the rum. The rum? I've never done a line about rum. You did. Way back when we used to vine, you did that vine and you said something about the rum. <laughs> <laughs> you did. And ben, you sure you weren't high? <laughs> there was something. You said something about rum. <laughs> Could you uh, do an impression of me doing an impression about some rum? Uh, sometimes, always, the rum is always gone. <laughs> that was quite good. 
I know, isn't it? <laughs> but that's you doing the impression, so it's actually better than it sounds. Yes. <laughs> well, it is. Very good. So, Bright, 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Oh, look, Paul's very generous. Very generous. Very generous. Very this generous. Netflix need to up their game. Too generous. And I'm aware that last time we did the podcast, actually, we finished it by saying that, that we were going to do Disaster Artists, but... It became re- like nowadays a film is released. It's and only, only two independent cinemas. I know it's crazy. You have to be straight away opening night, opening week. Otherwise, you don't see it. So, what films uh, can we do next? What films are coming up? What about what about the um, all the money in the world? There's yeah. another film coming up that's apparently very good. Um, the Greatest Showman. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh no. There's a, um. Hugh Jackman oh, prancing around. What's it called? Free billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's not out until the 12th of January, so we can't do that. I want to see that, though, because Michael Shannon's in it, isn't he? Yeah, apparently it's a very good film, and it's got the girl from Fargo in it. Yeah, it does look so, very um, Coen Brothers. Francis McDormand. Woody Harrelson's in it. Oh, we've got to hit that one up, surely. Yeah. What's it apparently called? Free billboards review. outside of Missouri? Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. That sounds like a good call. We'll try. We'll try and do that one. Oh, there's a new there's a new Christian Bale film as well. Didn't know that. Not the, the one Christian where he's Bale. the fat ball man. He's Christian Bale. No, he's um plays a captain. He looks like a, a cowboy film. Yeah, cowboy one. Just stretching yeah. now. Well, we shall see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we won't tell you what we're going to watch because we no promises. Watch it, so. <laughs> no promises are made on this show. We'll no. only let you down. We'll just throw That's some a, throw okay. some ideas out and then never commit to any of them. Yes, quite. <laughs> this will be the last podcast Jumanji we ever together. make. I really won't. I really won't. I really won't go and see Jumanji with you. That that will be an awful one. Yeah, it will be horrible. What about first... Pitch Perfect Three. Oh yes, keep coming up with these great suggestions. <laughs> Wonder. What's little that? boy with a little hat on. Space helmet guy. <laughs> a really annoying little kid who turns up all the water and it's Jacob, whatever the fuck his name is. Who is that? He annoys me. He annoys me very much. I don't even know who the hell you're talking about. Yeah, the little boy from the room. Jacob Trembley or whatever it is. He was in the room. I want to punch him in the face. He's already never I can't even tell you what that kid looks like. I've seen the film, but I couldn't even tell you what he looks like. Jacob Trembley, okay. Uh let me Google this kid. Tapping away. He does look very annoying, but I haven't seen him in anything apart from the room. He's got he has a very annoying high pitched American accent as well. Does he? He has a really annoying face. I'm looking at him, <laughs> pictures of him in a tuxedo, and, and you I want to punch him. Yeah, I hate him so much. Kill this kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather have in your film, him or James Corden? Uh, probably Corden. No, <laughs> never. No, 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 no. That's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I hate James Corden so much. I wish people wouldn't like him. Stop fucking liking him. He's a cunt. I hate him. Yes. Stop liking him. Horrible man. On that note, goodbye, viewers, listeners. Not viewers, but not on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, uh, listeners. Listeners, you can get in touch with us at Filmbusters Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can email us at filmbusters at outlook.com because we want your letters, don't we, guys? Yeah. Yes, we better because you didn't send any letters last time. Send no. Them through. No letters. We didn't get anything. Got nothing. We got abuse. We got a hold of abuse. That's all we got. Abuse. <laughs> Bastards. Some guy gave us a very long um, description of opinion on Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. And we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Get involved. More comments. 
anything you want, anything you want to say, even if you hate us, and even if you hate one of us individually, and feel like you can't say it to our face, and you know us. <coughs> ben. Yeah. <laughs> even if, Adam, you want to comment on this podcast and insult me, you may do so, because we're open like that. We are indeed. Uh. It's